0: We're returning once more to the prophecy of Haggai. If you remember, the word of the Lord came to Haggai and he said to the people, Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses and the house, and this house or the temple to lie waste? Consider your ways. And then the people considered their ways and then they set about and started to work and build. The temple. I have a little book at home. um, By a chap called Michael Bentley. And he divides the chapters. Or his chapters of um, this prophecy. Into headings related to the builders. So he starts off with the reluctant builders. Then he moves on to the selfish builders. And then he moves into. The obedient builders, and this passage that, that we're looking at today and a bit and a bit more uh, in his chapter, he labelled it the discouraged builders. I thought that was quite helpful little um, timeline or, or, or study of the attitude of the builders. They were reluctant, then they were selfish, they were obedient, and now we see them as being discouraged. Haggai's ministry is very typical of most ministries in that there are two functions to it we will see him today comforting the afflicted whereas previously we have seen him afflicting the comfortable chapter 2 verse 4 very helpfully lends us three points to build around and to take as our sort of theme for today. Be strong. Work. I am with you. I like it when the the, the verses give me my points quite clearly And I don't need to divert too far from the text. Chapter 2 reads In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai. Again, positioning it, it's not Haggai's words, it's the word of the Lord through Haggai. Speak now. To Zerubbabel, <clears throat> the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, different Joshua to the one that we, we read earlier, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? So that would suggest that there are at least some of the people who had returned from the Babylonian captivity. And had started to work on the temple that had seen the previous temple that was built um, in Solomon's reign. And they were discouraged. It's not this temple in your eyes in comparison to the previous one is nothing. Just doesn't compare, does it? And it's interesting to note the tone of the next verse. Because you can immediately start to think, well, are they not doing a very good job? Are they not building it properly? Are they not building it to the specifications that they should be? The words that follow take a completely different tack. Be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong, you people, and work. I am with you. The glory. Doesn't match. Doesn't match the splendid grandeur of the previous temple. But that's not what you're called to do. They they are called, firstly, to be strong. You're discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Be strong. Don't worry about the temple. Be strong. I, I made the point before we looked at Joshua's um, instructions earlier on. That when we see a repetition, it's there for a reason. Verse four. Be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong, people. In case you missed it, it's there again, it's there again. Be strong. We, We have society covered. Zerubbabel, be strong. Zerubbabel, governor, political leader. Joshua, be strong. High priest, be strong. The religious leader. So you've got the political leader, you have the religious leader, remnant, people, be strong. I do like to think that you've got Zerubbabel and Joshua sort of mentioned, singled out and mentioned, but more or less put together. Religious leader, political leader, both serving, serving the same God and, and in their place and appointed by God. Oh, that we had such a situation today that we'd be happy enough if the religious leaders were serving God, but let alone the the blessings of having our political leaders serving God. A threefold message. Zerubbabel, be strong. Joshua, be strong. People, be strong. But what do we mean, be strong? It's easy to say these things, isn't it? Do we understand what we mean? So, if we think about even just touching the surface, be strong in the Lord. Sir so Rubbable, are you strong? No, you are discouraged. You have been slow to build. Joshua, are you strong? No, you have been slow to build and you have been discouraged. You have not led the people as you should. The people, are you strong? No. Accepting our own weakness is indeed a great blessing. Once we accept that we aren't strong, we are on the road to strength. Because once we recognise we can't stand in our own strength, we must lean upon the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can. I am the Lord of hosts. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So we aren't strong, but the Lord has told the people to be strong. Put aside yourself. Can you build this temple in your own strength? No. Build it in my strength. Are you afraid of what people think about you, what the other nations think about you? I can conquer the nations. Can you encourage yourselves To carry on building. I can encourage you. I've done it before. I have brought you from this trial. I have led you through this. I have brought you to this place. I have prophesied that Cyrus would release you and bring you to this time. I will encourage you. Be strong in the Lord. And again, as soon as we let go of ourselves, we are on that journey. We are on that path to strength in the Lord. How often do you hear about people in great missionary circumstances? They, they're, they're a good example because they were on the front line. They went into places that others hadn't been with the gospel. And they would be challenged and face difficulties and be down to their last pennies and have nowhere to live and be evicted from homes and such like. And they acknowledge they can't do anything. They lean upon the Lord. George Muller, another example, had nothing and he prayed for his, um, the meals that they would receive and then they received blessings. You can't do these things in their own strength. And they stopped trying and leaning upon the Lord. <clears throat> Be strong. Because I am stronger. How strong is the Lord? The title gives us a clue, doesn't it? One of the titles he uses repeatedly in this. The Lord of hosts. In charge of everything. In control of everything. The heavenly hosts. The earthly hosts. The angelic hosts. Everything. How powerful is he? He is all-powerful. Well, I'll touch on it now, but in verse 8 there, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Everything is His, the resources are His. Don't worry about building the temple. Everything we need to build the temple will be granted to you. I am in control of everything. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Because he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Be strong in the Lord. Because he is sovereign. And he has ordained and planned everything. (coughs) Be strong in the Lord. Because he has done this before. We can turn um, back to Joshua. We'll just have a look at Joshua um, and chapter one. There's a few verses in there that that we can look at. Okay. <coughs> We've got, where are the bookmarks in today? We've got. There we go. So we have this commission that's given to Joshua as he takes over from Moses. Verse 6. And the words are almost repeats uh, of what we've looked at. Verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, there it is again a second time, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Number three. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. How did Joshua fare in his life? Joshua led the people into the promised land. He helped Moses lead the people out. But Moses died. Joshua, because of his faithfulness, led the people in. Be strong and of good courage. I will give this land to this people only be thou strong and very courageous courageous that thou mayest observe to do all that is in the law be strong and of a good courage be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the lord thy god is with thee whithersoever thou goest and that kind of ties into the third point that i am with you be strong because i am with you you aren't alone He's done it before. And he will do it again. So they would know the, the, this, this portion of the scriptures. They would know the story of how the people were led out. And that's even touched upon in verse 5. According to the word that I covenanted with you, When you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you. Fear not. He'd done it before, even very recently. See, this is him talking, this is the Lord speaking about how he took them and brought them out of Egypt. I covenanted, I was with you, and I brought you out of Egypt. And as Joshua led you into the promised land, and I was with you. When I brought you out of Babylon, so very recently, be strong, for I am stronger. Be strong in the Lord. So that's a good starting point, isn't it? To think about this, to be strong in the Lord because he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful and he has done great things before many, many times. So if we have this basis That we are to be strong in the Lord because of who he is and what he has done. We should then naturally follow on and see what he says to us next. And work. Carry on with the building. You've started. Don't be discouraged. Work. I have set you this task. I will be with you and we will complete this task. It's easy, isn't it, though, to to be discouraged? (coughs) It's easy to to think about the difficulties, the trials, the problems, even silly little things like when we tried to get that wall taken down so we could have parking spaces there, red tape, regulations, we weren't allowed. You can be discouraged. We were, a number of years ago in... in, uh, Canada on holiday and we were, went to a church service in the morning I barely managed to make it through the service um, at that place um, and the chap was really discouraged because they had some people coming to help them with some youth work and for some reason they couldn't come and then something else had happened and that didn't go and he, he, he was more or less complaining in the service about the difficulties and trials and then left it at that And then preached on something different. Um, When that was an opportunity to have said that this hasn't happened, this hasn't happened, but we have this, we have this, we have this, we have this, we have. It was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to, sort of physically, geographically, and it seemed you know even that would have been a blessing enough. But there was so much more that they could have been thankful for, but he wasn't. That's about fifteen years ago now, and I'm still it's still fresh in my mind, his attitude. He was so discouraged. Did he encourage other people by his attitude? No. So don't be discouraged when things go wrong and things are uh, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble everywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We have that great blessing that we can do that. We can be discouraged about so many things. You can look at other people and think they seem to be having more success than we are. Their buildings might be better, more practical, more up to date than ours. Other people might be better equipped than we are. And we get discouraged. But we shouldn't. What well, I take great comfort and encouragement from is um, McShane, when he was in his ministry, went on a, um, a, a I was going to say a pilgrimage, a, a, a missionary outreach to Israel. And whilst he was there, a young man called uh, William Chalmers Burns preached in his church in Dundee in Scotland. And while McShane was in um, Israel, revival took place in Dundee. How do you think McShane felt that he was away when there was a revival in his town? He was greatly encouraged. He was greatly blessed that his town, his people had been revived by the Lord. There was no jealousy, no bitterness in him. He was he was blessed to know that his people had been blessed. That's how we should be. The, 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 the continuation of that is William Chalmers Burns went as a missionary to China and laboured and laboured and laboured with limited success. I think it was Hudson Taylor came in and reaped the benefits of uh, William Chalmers Burns' work. So whereas Burns... Uh, um, had reaped the benefits of McShane's work, somebody came and reaped the benefits of his. Was there bitterness? Was there envy? Was there jealousy? No. They were encouraged in each other's success in the ministry, in the Lord's work. And so it should be with us. There are people, every time we do something, there will be somebody better, more capable than we are. That's just the way it is. Does the Lord care? No. We be strong in the Lord And we work for the Lord. So don't be discouraged. Work. Whatever the work is, that's your work. You do it. And then we work with all our might. Whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. And so we should with everything. In Nehemiah we read these words, don't we? And so built we the walls, for the people had a mind to work. And again, the attitude is there. This is the Lord's work. Let's put ourselves to it. So, whatever the work the Lord has for you to do, whatever the work the Lord has for me to do, we should do it with all our might. We have um, all sorts of principles and things at work and uh, one of them, it's about sales and service effectiveness, these types of things, and they call it the opening night principle. So you might do the same job, the same thing, numerous times. You might talk to 20, 30 different people in a day, but you should treat each one as if you were doing it for the first time, as if it's a fresh A fresh conversation, a fresh call. You know, like if you were in the theatre and it was your opening night and you haven't been doing a run of plays for, for 50, 60 nights in a row. You are doing it for the first time. So you're giving it everything. That's how it should be for us. Everything we should do for the Lord should be our best efforts as if we were doing it for the first time. Not to get comfortable in what we do, but to strive to do our best. And that might be the unseen things that, uh, that are practical administration that nobody, ne- nobody knows about. It might be the public things that, that, uh, that people do see. <clears throat> but whatever it is, we should do with all our might. Even at home, if you are praying on your own, do with all your might. Be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua, and be strong, people. Three commands to be strong. It's not be strong, Zerubbabel, on your own. It's not be strong, Joshua, on your own. It is be strong, Joshua, Zerubbabel, people. Everybody is included. And that is a reminder for us that we are not alone. We are not to be strong in our own strength. Neither are we to be strong on our own. We are to be strong together. We are to help each other. So we're all parts really, aren't we, of, the, of one body. There's arms and legs and eyes. And if everything was arms, where would be the seeing? And We've all got a role to play. We've all got our part to play. But we can't do it on our own. The easiest way to d- get discouraged is to think that we're doing it on our own or to think that other people are not doing their best. Why should I do this when nobody else is bothered? Firstly, that's that's not your problem. But secondly, don't be that person that's a discouragement to other people. Be strong together. Work together. The example is there. When the people worked together... They got the job done. When the people worked for the Lord, they got the job done. So we've seen two things. Be strong. So be strong in the Lord. Work. Work for the Lord. In the strength that the Lord has given you. It doesn't end there, does it? We are strong in the Lord. But we also have this blessing for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. So the Lord promised to be with them. And verse five, if you just read that, take time and read it. I find it stood out as I read it slowly. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. Again. Sunday school word there from, from Ephesians covenant. Generally, it's, it's an agreement made, to, made by two parties, but when the Lord covenants, He takes it all Himself and He promises to do for us according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So, we're helpful, we have a very helpful. Um, reminder of that if we can just turn back to um, Exodus chapter 29 I'm going to read from verse 38 of Exodus chapter 29 the bit that we particular focus is the last two verses of the chapter 45 and 46 because I just found it quite interesting that they're contrasting the The temple that they are building with the temple that Solomon had built. But here we have the tabernacle, which physically wasn't a match for either. Now this is that which thou shalt offer upon the altar. Two lambs of the first year, day by day, continually. The one lamb thou shalt offer in the morning, and the other lamb thou shalt offer at even. And with the one lamb a tenth deal of flour mingled with the fourth part of a hin of beaten oil and the fourth part of a hin of wine for a drink offering. And the other lamb thou shalt offer at even and shalt do thereto according to the meat offering of the morning and according to the drink offering thereof for a sweet savour and an offering made by fire unto the Lord. This shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, where I will meet you to speak there unto thee. And there I will meet with the children of Israel and the tabernacle shall be a sanctified, shall be sanctified by my glory. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord, their God, that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. So again, more or less a repeat word for word. Of what the Lord told uh, Moses to say to the people. So just keep it, if you have still got that open, just keep a marker there because we will uh, touch back on that. So those are the words I I covenanted with you. So the Lord has promised to be with them and he will covenant with them. But we also have words that carry on. So my spirit remaineth among you. So here's the second part of that. I have covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. Remember those words. They're still as good today as they were when I covenanted them. So my spirit remaineth among you. So the spirit of the Lord remained with them. <clears throat> so the people were not left alone draw close to the Lord and he will draw close to you remember this David also encouraged Solomon and I'll just read a few verses from Chronicles because again it's, it's, you'll notice the, the, the similarity all this said David the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me even all the works of this pattern and david said to solomon his son be strong and of good courage and do it fear not nor be dismayed for the lord god even my god will be with thee he will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the lord So he will not forsake thee and he will not leave you until you have finished the work that he has called you to. And behold, the courses of the priests and the Levites, even they shall be with thee for all the service of the house of God. And there shall be with thee uh, for all manner of workmanship, every willing, skilful man for any manner of service. Also the princes and all the people will be holy At thy commandment. Solomon. Be strong. And of good courage. And do it. Fear not. Nor be dismayed. More or less word for word isn't it. To to what Haggai is saying. And what Joshua was told. Our God is the same. His message is the same. Be strong. Be courageous. I am with you. Do the work that I have called you to do. So. Solomon was told that he would finish the temple and the Lord would be with him until he had done so. Haggai is telling the people, the Lord is with you and will continue to be with you till you have finished the temple. Be strong. Work. I am with you. Now, just as I was thinking in my own mind and contrasting the, 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 the first temple and then the second temple that they were working on and then I started looking at the, the verses um, from Exodus where they were in the tabernacle which wasn't even a fixed place I was encouraged to think on a few of these points which is why we read on um, prior to that. In, in verse 41 we read about the offerings that they were making Thou shalt offer it, the other lamb thou shalt offer it even, and shalt do thereto according to the meat offering of the morning, and according to the drink offering thereof, for a sweet savour, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Now the sweet savour was not the the smell of the, the, the sacrifice, the sweet savour was the acceptance by God of an offering made with a right heart. The temple that they were building might not be as spectacular as the first temple. Did they have the right heart? Were they building it with their best efforts? And then that would be a sweet savor to the Lord. Do we do what we do with the best efforts that we have and with the right attitude of heart? Then that will be a sweet savor. Our obedience is a sweet savor unto the Lord. And then, if we read on in verse 43, and there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. Which of the three um, places was the most pleasing to God? The one that would contain his glory, sanctified by his glory. It was a tent. Is that the most spectacular? No. But the Lord was in the place. Will the final temple that they were building be as spectacular as the previous one? Physically, no. Would the Lord be in that place? Then it would be most glorious. Just a very, very brief touching point here. The second temple that they did build that physically wasn't as glorious as the first Who preached, ultimately, in the temple on occasion? Jesus Christ. Did Jesus Christ preach in the first temple in all its glory? No. Draw from that what you may. What is the temple now? 1 Corinthians 3.16 tells us where the temple is now. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you? We don't have a temple now. We don't need a temple. Our bodies, if we are Christians, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Are you you a temple of the Holy Spirit? Are you a Christian? Do you trust in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation? If yes, then you can be encouraged to be strong because we have a God who cares and protects us. Then you can be encouraged to work because he will help you and equip you for the work. If you can say, yes, Jesus Christ is my saviour, then he is ever with you and his spirit dwells within us and our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. How is it with you today? Are you encouraged by the work that we do? Are you encouraged to do your best for the Lord? Are you working for the Lord even in the first place? Do you trust in him as your Lord and saviour? Be encouraged as Haggai encouraged the people. Encourage one another. Let us encourage each other and exhort each other to, to follow the Lord and to serve the Lord. Be encouraged and encourage others in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.